Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out podcast. That was Age of Ruin. Yes, the metalcore band from Fairfax, Virginia. They're still around. They formed in 1998. Uh, They released uh, quite a few records. The one that I really liked was The Longest Winter Woes. I don't remember which label that was on. Was that the one that was on uh, DFF Records? DFF Records, a crew of guys I used to hang out with in Baltimore. Uh, I don't know. Derek was their old singer. He's not in the band anymore, but he came, he became a good friend of mine at one point. And uh, as far as I knew it, Age of Ruin was gone. And now they're resurrected. One guy looks like a skeleton doing a Nightmare Before, Before Christmas thing. I'm not sure what's happening with that. But anyway, they got this new EP. It's called Thieves. It was produced by Mike Schlebaum of Darkest Hour and Be Well at the Rift Dojo Studio. So uh, it sounds great. It's uh, definitely kind of a classic metalcore sound from the late 90s, early 2000s, that Gothenburg-inspired sound, actually, that I talked with Bjorn from In Flames about recently. But anyway, new EP, Thieves, out now, available everywhere. It was dropped Valentine's Day, to be exact. So go look for it, find it, listen to it, enjoy it. What's happening on this episode of the podcast? Well, I've got a conversation with two of the members of Gideon. Daniel and Tyler joined me for a conversation. We'll get into that. But first, you know it's time for Hot Zone. Chicken! I'm happy to report it has nothing to do with my disgust for athletics or sports of any kind. That's always nice when I can be pleased with what's happening in the sports world, specifically the Philadelphia 76ers. So we'll skip right over that part of the show that I usually drag you through kicking and screaming. It does have to do with New Jersey and a rest stop and a guy whose name might have been Tim, might have been Don, might have been Dom. Might have been something that made him think when they said Dan that he heard his name. And then he walks up to the counter at the Shake Shack at this rest stop off of 95 in New Jersey. And he starts complaining that the food on the tray isn't his. I was like, because the name on the fucking thing isn't yours either. This didn't stop him, though. From eating the French fries as he protested and asked for mayonnaise and mustard. And I'm standing there with my daughter, like pretty sure, but a little confused by his confidence that that food is mine. Totally thrown off by this whole thing. And then he realized what he's doing and gets all fucking weirded out by it, as he should have. It was odd behavior. And then just kind of walked away from the counter. I don't know if he ever got his food, but I do know that he had a couple of our fries. And these are Shake Shack fries. I don't know if you ever had them before, but there's nothing special about them. This is the first time I ever ate Shake Shack in my life. That greasy glob of a burger. What is that thing? It was barely, it did, It was bigger than the bun and the bun was small and the burger, it was all small. Anyway, I just got a little cheeseburger. Hold the lettuce and tomato. Who likes hot lettuce? God, what is wrong with you? Hot lettuce. I never understood that. Anyway. I woke up today not feeling well. My daughter had to go get a COVID test. I don't know what's going on. I just know I don't like it. And some guy 
just went up and started eating my fries. And I just stood there. I took it. I was very uh, beta. Or what's the word we use now? It was a very cucka of me at a gas station. Rest stop. New Jersey rest stop. I'm just not built for New Jersey, man. Something happens to me when I go there. It's residuals from Hellfest 2004. I just am thrown off. I don't know what to do when I'm in New Jersey, especially 12 hours into a cheerleading competition on the way home. Three hours to go in the drive. Tired dad, I guess. I'm going to blame it on that. Don't worry. I had a monster energy drink like a real 17-year-old and perked up right after that and got the rest of the way home. Do you know that when I drive, I do long drives typically every Sunday. When I do that, I always buy myself a monster energy drink or some sort of energy drink and I feel douchey every time. It's like I want to hide it from people. It's like when I'm listening to rap music in the car and I get to stoplight and I turn the music down cuz I don't want anybody to know. It's a weird embarrassment I have. And yeah, <laughs> it shouldn't be. And I don't know what I'm feeding into with either of those things. But anyway, I get these energy drinks. And the reason I do that is because I start to get sleepy when I do these long drives and I need some caffeine. And you might be like, hey, why don't you just be an adult and drink coffee? Like, I can't drink coffee because then who knows when I'm going to have to poop. That's really it. That's the whole concern is I don't want to have to crap while I'm one hour in to a five hour round trip. There's no solutions there. I don't want to stop. I don't want to rest, stop, poop. That's that's impossible. Plus, the cell phone service in those bathrooms are always awful. What are you supposed to do when you go to the bathroom now without cell phone service? Especially at a rest stop in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, wherever. It doesn't matter. The rest stop location doesn't make a difference. It's like living in a steel trap. You can't get reception in there. And I don't save articles on my phone to read. I used to do that. I used to do that when I was poor. When I when I couldn't afford cell phone service, I used to download or I used to open news pages. I used to open like CNN on my phone while I was at home and on Wi-Fi, like a whole bunch of tabs. And then I'd go to work and I'd have something to read. That's how you get around having a cell phone bill at some point in your life when you're broke as shit. Way probably in your 30s. No, not quite. All right. But uh, that wasn't that bad. But it was close. All right. But anyway. So that's why I drink monster energy drinks on Sundays so I don't poop in public and not have anything to read on my phone. You see how this all works. It all makes sense. It all connects. There's a reason. There's origins for all these explanations and stories and customs, as I might call them. But you know what? I don't owe anybody an explanation. And that is my best attempt at a segue into this week's interview, this episode's interview. There'll probably be another this week. This episode's interview with Daniel and Tyler of Gideon. We had a nice, cool conversation. I skipped over their origins because they're probably sick of explaining it. And quite frankly, I don't care. So if you came here wondering What's up with these boys? Why did they do the things they did? I don't know that we talked about it, but we are talking about what they are doing now and why they did that. What's the motives? What rocks? What doesn't? The important things. Not what they did before. I don't give a fuck of what they did before. I don't care why they drink energy drinks. I don't care if they crap in rest station bathrooms. No problems. Good for them. Actually, I hope that for them. Anyway, I think I'm getting off track here. Let's 
let's just uh, let's just listen to a track from Gideon, their new album, More Pain, More Power, More Power, More Pain. I forget which one goes first, but let's just do a song from them anyway. This one is the title track, More Power, More Pain, and then my conversation with the boys.
I've been familiar with Gideon for a time, but not a long time. And okay. being completely honest, uh, I, I'm like, a, you know, a hardcore dude for over 20 years now. Right. And when you guys yeah, first yeah. came out, um, I was probably I was probably still pretty heavily involved, but also just had a kid, maybe, you know, so like, you know, kind of on the way. And you guys also fell into what I biasly labeled like the Christian hardcore thing. And that was like, that was fine. But, but, and I'm sure I'm not alone in this This is why I'm bringing it up. And and that was fine. But I'm also like, I'm sitting here right now in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which is well known for Christian metalcore, right? Yeah. Texas in July, all these bands. So like, I just put you in a place and then let you be there and never really checked in. A couple of years ago, though, I think it must have been when you got on uh, Equal Vision, I you know, started looking in again. And I was like, all right, well, I don't think this is what I thought it was. And then even again, yeah. now, this new record, More Power, More Pain, I don't think it was what I thought it was before. So what the fuck? What's going on here? What, <laughs> tell, tell me about, as briefly as you can, the evolution of Gideon. No, Totally. I think like back in the day, like when we first started being from Alabama, we don't have New York hardcore. We don't have West Coast hardcore. It's just, you know, if you play punk beats and semi-hardcore riffs, you're hardcore almost, you know. And uh, Gideon was kind of like melodic, melodic hardcore at the beginning. You know, it was like, uh, you know, we had Alabama hardcore on a bunch of t-shirts and, you know, everyone from the area would consider Gideon like, Oh, they were our, our hardcore band, you know, right. back then, uh, you know, as, but the band always had like metalcore parts, uh, eventually. And, you know, like, and you would know this, uh, like hardcore metalcore became a thing where it was like, you're, e- you're either one or the other, right, right. uh, you know, you're not hardcore enough for the hardcore kids. Then you're metalcore. If you're, too hardcore for the metalcore kids than your hardcore band to them, you know, like, yeah. so we kind of fell in the middle for a while, stopped putting hardcore on stuff. Cause we were like, we're tired of not like, hardcore. Yeah. We're not a hardcore band. Yeah. Like we know what real hardcore is. We're not, a, we're not trying to be a hardcore band, but we love, we do love hardcore and bring, bring it into our music where we can, you know, cause that's just where we started. That's our roots. But, but, you know, so then, yeah, we just, once once it was like clearly we're like well if we're not a hardcore band then i guess we'll just do even more shit that's not hardcore so (laughs) then uh (laughs) so then we just started kind of trying to branch out and that's like our third record and fourth record we're like you know planting seeds of like what what works you know musically and what doesn't you know and uh and it just kind of spiraled into whatever it is now which is i feel like we slowly just started putting influences of stuff that when we grew up like new metal and shit like that when we were yeah. really young that really had an impact on what we listened to at the time we that slowly started making its way in instead of all the stuff that we had been listening to at the time like all the hardcore bands because i feel like when everybody first finds hardcore or metal you go so deep in it that mm-hmm. you don't listen to anything else for so long or at least that's what happened to me and then the older you get, the kind of more you revisit the the older stuff when you grew up, the stuff you grew up with. So, I, I yeah. totally agree with that. And I think I yeah. think real early on, a lot of bands, uh, maybe in hindsight, will find that they weren't being real honest with themselves, and they weren't really playing the music that they liked. They were playing the music that they 100%. thought was cool, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and even listeners, like I can, I'll listen back to stuff that uh, that I loved early on, and like what. <laughs> 
I don't know that I liked like, and I because this was like several genres. Like, there's several things that like several mm-hmm. different bands from different genres. Uh, I don't know how exactly exactly how old you guys are. I think I'm a little bit older than you, but like, I you know ninety late nineties new metal was a thing. I loved it. No no shame in any of it. Um, but I I don't think I ever really liked corn. I think I tried to like corn <laughs> a lot, and like when I go back and listen to it now, I'm like, I don't fucking I don't hear. I don't hear it. And I don't think I ever did. I just think I was, you know, and you were just certain, like, this band is cool. Yeah. Right. You're supposed to like it. So you like it. And then there's, there was uh, several other hardcore bands, even, you know, through the years where like, it was like, uh, well, totally. I think this is cool, but I don't know if I actually really like it. And uh, yeah. it's only with, you know, age wisdom and not, I don't even say, I don't even calling it wisdom is a little big, but you know, just, yeah. just not giving just learn yourself. You learn yeah. what you like as a person for sure. Right. And you be honest like, and you let like that, you let that show. <laughs> yeah. 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 And uh, it's, it totally sounds like that's what you guys are doing on more power, more pain. 100%. I've listened to yeah. it a lot of times and uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to the record. There's a lot of different aspects, a lot of different sounds. And of course, I want to talk to you all about that. But so uh, this kind of get, brings us to a question I love hammering people with. What, what do you call yourselves then? What is where do you classify Gideon? What's the genre tag? Because everybody's got to have it. Yeah. So where where do you what do you call it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's easy enough to just to say metalcore. But I like saying new metalcore. I think it's new metalcore. There's a, but then we're like adding like elements things. of country shit in too, so I don't even know what the hell to call it anymore. Yeah, I feel like metalcore is the new rock and roll. It's just kind of, you know, yeah. it, it covers a very vast spread of things, and I'm not really sure exactly what to call it. I feel like everybody says that though, don't they? Yeah, they're like, I don't know what to call it. <laughs> when you're yeah, exactly, di- you're just it's, it's so, so ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. When you're deep into it, you you see. You know, it's probably better to ask someone who's not in the band what it is than someone who's in the band. Uh, yeah. You know, in my opinion, because when you get really deep and, you know, you know, if I'm writing riff, I'm writing riff to riff to riff. I'm like, yeah, that's a hardcore ish riff. That's a metal. That's a new metal riff. That's whatever. And so to me, because I've dissected it a thousand times before it even came out, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to call it. But yeah, you know, I guess we'll see what people think about it. Yeah, well, you've had a couple singles out there so far, so I'm sure you've gotten a, 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 quite a bit of feedback uh, already for the few tracks that you have out there. It, would, would the takeoff just come, come out this week? Is that the latest one? Yeah, it yeah. was like last week or week, yeah. week before. Week and a half, I think. Yeah, week and a half ago. Yeah. What's the feedback been so far on these songs? It's cool. I, like the first two, we've getting a lot. we're getting a lot of people who, first of all, they just they're calling us like a cowboy core or like yeehaw core or what is the other one oh, the all, all or like the, oh the y'all alternative it's good to be your thing i think you should go with more something uh like some truck stop core or something with yeah i think no i like that <laughs> that works <laughs> i don't know it's 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 been very cool. Like it's been exactly what you hope it is when you release new music where it's like, Oh, this is everyone's favorite shit right now. Yeah, like out of like our, of the, out of our music, you know, the, store, like, the newer stuff that we're playing is doing better than some of the older songs that we've had for mm-hmm. years. So that's always a really good sign. Yeah. Stuff that we would, you know, like we're playing some old songs on this tour because we, we like to try to think about the people who really just want to hear what got 
them into us or whatever, you know. So we're we're playing old stuff, expecting it to be like crazy, and the new songs are much crazier than the old ones. So I don't know. It's it's a good feeling. I think it's being received well. Like I didn't know if anyone would. I was like, I feel like this is the best, but every band feels that way. Um, right. But it does seem like people are agree with that so far. I can't wait for him to hear the rest because it, like you said, I feel like there's just a ton of different stuff on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really diverse record. Uh, the, the since you brought up playing older stuff, uh, how does that? How do you feel about playing older stuff? Because I and I don't want to get all in the whole used to be a Christian band, not a Christian band anymore, whatever, blah blah blah. I don't. We don't need to do all that shit. But yeah, what, how does that feel to you guys to go back and play these things that maybe you've gone on record on saying you're not really down with that anymore, or whatever? And then to go out there and perform it. I mean, it's not. Sorry, right. we had a conversation about it, like thinking about it, and I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. Like, it's just we were a different time, a different people when that stuff came out. But it doesn't mean we still don't like the music. You know what I mean? And if it meant something to somebody long ago that wants to come and hear it, who are we to take that from them and not give it to yeah. them? You know? Yeah, we talked a lot about how you know the you see it all the time. The old band that everyone just wants to hear your old stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like the bitter attitude toward that is so counterproductive for your yeah. band. Um, and so we're lucky that that's not, you know, there are, of course there are old school diehards who, who only care about that. You know, every band's going to have that, but it's the, it's a minority and we're lucky for that. But, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me to play those songs. I think uh, there are some songs that we don't really play that are from those albums that would feel a little weird. We probably would just like switch the lyrics a little bit just to, <laughs> just to not be saying some very like like hard cut Christian stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, it also doesn't matter. It's just words, and you know, uh, like he said, if 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 people like you know mean something to them, if that got you through some shit or whatever, you know, in your time, then we'll give it to you. You know, like we're we were all there too, so I get it. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I think there's a couple important things about music. First of all, a lot of times people just have songs that are open to interpretation and people can interpret them any way they want. And if they take that in a religious sense or or whatever, however the fuck they want to make it fit their life, that's that's one thing. It's up to them. Right. That's a (laughs) private thing. But uh, but also there's the very, uh, I think, public thing that gets forgotten about all the time with music, especially bands bordering on hardcore or playing hardcore or whatever that is music at first is fucking entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It doesn't all yes. have to be serious bullshit. We can just yes. go out there and wear a cowboy hat and make some people. Modest, yes, you know? have fun. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. hundred percent. I, I think if we're not having fun, then that it's defeating the whole purpose, you know, right, like right. this is supposed to be the dream, you know, let's have some fun if it, and, and, you know, I think that plays into the way we write and, what we perform live a lot because you know say there's some kind of part that you don't necessarily love playing but when you play it it's the craziest part of your set every time or you know and and to me like i like to let i like to let that guide me a little bit like it's like we know how this kind of part does when you play live and you know if it's fun in person then you know what i kind of actually do like it then right you know and i'll just embrace it and and we'll give the people what they want because we're all going to have more fun together collectively if we're if we're all on the same page yeah 
Sure. Of course, that makes perfect sense. Um, speaking of like, uh, I don't know, I don't want to use the word success, but I will anyway. Like, what is, what do you consider to be success in Gideon? What, what's, wh- where's the bar? You know, do you know, do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's to me or to, to most of us, I feel like it, it comes down to just feeling like understood because uh, it's been a, if we feel like someone actually gets it, that's, that's a success to me yeah. uh, because I feel like, uh, especially with the last couple of records, we're, we're making a, you know, the best effort we can to try to be, and that, it's not like to try to be transparent, to try to be like, like honest about where we are, or like what we're doing, who we are, um, you know? And so with the, with the hopes that people listen to it and they really get it and then, um, you know, I would rather it be, I think that's, that's a big part of why we, we even, we felt we had to make, you know, to talk about what happened when we shifted and all of that. It was just because it was like, well, we've always tried to be honest. And when it didn't feel like it was honest anymore, then you gotta, then you gotta talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it sucks talking about still to this day, but, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's why though, just being heard or understood is is just six feels like success to me and on the superficial side always growing up and like when we do these shows back in the day getting paid fucking ten dollars to twenty dollars <laughs> never being able to pay bills like to actually be able to pay bills with the money you're getting from what you love to do is yeah. insane so that was always like a big part of me like if we can do this and i can pay all my bills and live slightly com- comfortable like shit man that's success for me Cause I'm getting to see the world and play the music that I love and meet people every single day. So that's always been like a huge, huge thing for me for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I not even in the band, but if that's where you're at with it, I'll could, I'll consider that successful. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that, so, yeah. to me as somebody who, you know, uh, I, I, I always say like, the uh the gauge where somebody determines where they're successful also depends on their the way they live the means they you know if what what means they're yeah, sure. you know if you're if you want to yeah. if you want to own a home and do this that and the other thing and i don't know it's going to be a little tougher if you want to if you can <laughs> yeah. you know if you can live within your means of a certain level then uh you can be successful but it's all yeah. it all depends yeah. on no, how you totally. stack it up so yeah. a couple years ago you guys uh made the jump to equal vision records seems like that's when a lot of things changed for you just tell me about that relationship with equal vision and how important that's been to gideon and 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 have they they seem to have been by the records you're putting out seem to have be totally on board with letting you guys do your thing exactly what you said like we had meetings with a bunch of a bunch of labels at that time and uh, it was Dan from Equal Vision. We went, where do we go eat? I like some chili dogs. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
Alright, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. We just went to some chill place with Philly Dogs <laughs> and he was the first person to sit down and ask us what we wanted to do and not a person who would tell us what they would do for us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, what do you guys want to do? What do you see your goals as of what you want to do? And what basically told us he would never get in the way of anything we wanted to do artistically or like vision wise, which is amazing to hear, you know, like somebody who just wants to support you for what you want to do whole wholeheartedly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were also, they were the only label out of, I'd say it was whatever it was. It was like five different ones we were trying to choose from at the time varying levels whatever but like they were the only ones that didn't even send us an offer until they sat down talked to us yeah. met us everything i don't know there's some we came from face down records you know which was what what they call is the family you know it's like the face down family yeah, sure. uh, we were so used to we we're so used to it being like feeling like that yeah. and always one-on-one with everybody who works there. Like yeah. we all have everybody's number. It just felt like texting a friend. Yeah. And so, man, it was, it was kind of a jump for us to, to sign with anyone else. Even and when we started face down records was our, we didn't, we didn't have goals beyond that. Like that right. was, yeah. that was our big goal. growing up. That was the label. Oh, for, for a Christian hardcore yeah. band. Yeah, of course. That's the, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the where dream, you want to be. Yeah. I know. What, what uh, would be bigger? Maybe solid state. Would that be like a, maybe, yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't as cool as Face Down, though. But it yeah, no, no, Face Down had a different yeah, thing. Yeah. It was, it was more legit. They had their whole thing, and yeah, yeah, it was like the, it was the epitome of a label that like everybody, everybody who, like the fans of the bands, they're fans of every single band that's on the label. Sure, you know, yeah. they're fans of the label itself, mm-hmm. uh, and and so yeah, it, it felt like oh, here's the next step up, but the same vibe. Uh, and equal vision you know yep. they have a history they put out what at the time when we signed i was like every, every favorite record of mine from 10 years ago was on this record label and it and it was like a crazy thing you know uh but yeah it's they've they've kept up with that that whole thing like it's whatever we want for our band and and they do the best that they possibly can with what we what we're trying to do at all times yeah well, awesome. just because just you mentioned liking their discography, and we obviously talked about you guys being from Mississippi and Tennessee. Is that what you said? But yeah, the band's based yep. in Alabama, right? Yeah, yep. Just so for curiosity's sake, is there a band from each of you that got you like pointed into hardcore, like that or underground music, I should say, like where it yes. wasn't new metal? It was like, here, we can do this locally. You can do it smaller on a, but yeah, you know, more intense. You go ahead. I'm trying. Uh, well, for for me, I'd say the the first one would be my local like scenes bands. Like uh, a plea for purging was one of them when I was growing up. Where they're they're like five years older than me mm-hmm. or so, and uh, you know, so right as I was coming up, they were they were touring, and I found them on MySpace and was like, damn. So like people in my city like in my town are like leaving and going and doing this like so that was the first thing and then like under oath probably 
like first record, yeah. second record, they were, uh, I was like, damn, this is, this is unlike anything I've ever heard. Yeah. Same kind of thing for me growing up in Mississippi. Um, I was just kind of into that kind of music at the time. And I had a buddy that, uh, I knew from band cause I was in a marching band that he listened to the same kind of music or was into that stuff. So he took me to a local show in this small church that probably hold like 50 or 60 people in a band called, uh, at the plate and a fond farewell, which are two really small local bands from yeah. Mississippi played. And I remember just, I've never felt more welcomed with the same amount of just crazy energy. I just knew this is where I needed to be like the first yeah. show I went to ever. And then I got, I think the first band that really made me get, get into it was a band from Florida called Bishop X, Bishop yeah. X. If anybody sure. heard of I've had Pete on a couple times here. Oh, no way. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, well, I know I'm, I'm familiar with I'm definitely a plea for Pershing. I feel like they used to play up here. I feel like this, yeah. this area was kind of a, uh, it's a hot spot. For sure. Yeah. It was a lot of bands yeah. played up here, you know, like a lot of bands of that ilk were coming to this area. Yeah. Um, uh, our we didn't old, get shows at all in Mississippi, man. It was like, yeah. it was just us playing for us. But every now and then they'd, a band would come through. Yeah. Our, like, our old bass player, actually, he lives in, he lives in Lancaster. Oh, Timmy. Yeah. Our first bass player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we got, we got a little bit of a, a little bit of a connection. You ever need there. some HVAC needs? We got you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're trying to keep this a mystery for now, but you got a lot of quotes, a lot of clips in there from some country music artist don't got to tell me who that is or anything but uh what's the significance of those clips in this album yeah oh, i mean it's crazy how it happened because we had the whole record done before we even had the clips and caleb our bass player because we were pulling around with the idea of having stuff in between the songs and caleb is just a he's just a chef you know he's just cooking something up always and he just goes on his own and finds these interviews and pieces them all together. And the way he did, the way he put them all together, just made the record flow. So, so much better. So it was more of like a secondary thing that mm. came after the record, but it, it really helps the flow of the record in my opinion. Yeah. It, it feels like one of those things we like, you know, one of those kind of happy accident things where you're just like, for example, we, we, we uh, ended up naming our last record out of control three records before that we had a song called callous it said callous cold out of control it was like one of the one of the lyrics yeah. so we made callous and then we put out cold after and we're thinking like man we almost don't even want to name it this because everyone's <laughs> gonna think that we're gonna name it name the next one out of control and so when that one came out and we were like shit does out of control just make way too much sense for this record and and it did it's one of those kind of things where it was like how do these clips even make so much sense with this, with this, with the record? Um, uh, but they just kind of did. And uh, the significance is, I don't know, it's a, it's a story about growing up a certain way, mm -hmm. being taught a certain way, and then getting uh, enough experience in your life that you just start, you know, just doing what you want to do, doing what you want to do. And, somebody told you to do. And, it, and it also touches on like how that sticks with you for your whole life and, how you're, you're constantly, yeah. you're, uh, you know, trying to figure out what to keep and what to throw out from, from what you were brought up with. Um, and, uh, all the problems that come with that. And it all just felt like it made sense with the theme of the record. Mm -hmm. 
It seems to like, you know, it seems it's it's funny to hear that it was after the fact because it seems <laughs> yeah. like it was it seems like it was intentional the whole time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and and that's that's but that to be fair, that's without me having a total grasp on all the lyrics. I you, you do a pretty good job mm-hmm. of enunciating so I can hear, you know, a, a lot of what you're saying throughout the record. But I don't listen to it enough times. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> good. good. Yeah. I, as somebody who's who sang or screamed for a band before, I know yeah. that that's a that's something you actually want, right? You know, it's a little. Yeah. I don't know. It's important to some people. I I, I thought it always. I always appreciate when other people do it. But anyway, my point is oh, yeah, like. I've I, had- producers like talk shit on me like when we first started recording it's like i can't understand what you're saying so i always made it a point <laughs> to over enunciate like super hard yeah so i'm just spitting like crazy every time I'm yeah screaming <laughs> in the microphone so bad well from from what i've been able to gather from you know lyrical stuff not and i don't even know if you write all the lyrics or if it's a shared duty or whatever but it just seems it seemed to fit also well with those uh with with the uh with the quotes on there oh, so yeah. it's, it's very cool and like you said it oddly ties it together somehow typically you'd think putting yeah, in a bunch of clips would not it would break it up too yeah. much but it seems to create a flow that's uh interesting yeah listening start to finish it it really kind of set an atmosphere for it that wasn't there before the clips were there and it was like well we it definitely can't do it without something. these now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it 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 elevated it uh, to us and we were like i, I think this is gonna work let's do it yeah well, so that was all established after then, but was there initially with all the songs up front a theme or a kind of concept to the record? No, really. Not really. No. We've never went into a record with like a concept or anything with Gideon. I don't think it's kind of just whatever's going on at the time. Yeah. The the only concept is it's very loose, but it's just like to be a stamp of what's happening at the, that year when that was recorded in our heads. Yeah. And, you know, that's, and at the time it all, so they, they automatically end up kind of being somewhat in the same world, but yeah, as you get in, like when you get like halfway through the record, then it's like, Oh dude, what if we did a song about this? That would really tie everything in too, you know? And so it, it just ends up coming together. Uh, and yeah, so, so, you know, we're super last minute sometimes with vocals and sometimes all the time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes every time uh we're really last minute with vocals so like uh with lyrics and all of that so uh yeah it just it really just falls together sometimes and we felt that way on this one yep for sure sometimes like, you fight for it and we definitely had times where we were fighting for it but you know by the end it was like wow this is really just falling right into into place mm-hmm. No, I think yeah. Overall, it all it all it all seems so cohesive and right. But but like I mentioned before, and like you've mentioned as well, there's a lot of different sounds though on this record. Uh, some some tracks just feel a little more straight up hardcore metalcore, and then you have songs like Take Off, which to me is like a shitload of new metal. And I, and I don't mean that in a bad. I don't mean yeah, that in a negative. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, no. It is a shitload of new metal. It is, yeah. So I know that I know that this isn't the first time you guys are putting this stuff in into your music, right? I know this is not totally new for yeah. Gideon to do, but it seems like the hardest you're going at it so far. Was that did you guys was that like a thing? Like we're going we're going into this full <laughs> fully, you know? I with that song, I wrote the first That's a fully. Yeah. That it was like, you know, last record there was a ton of new metal stuff. Uh mm-hmm. the most out of any of them. Yeah. Uh 
the two before that just had tastes. It would be like this one song is pretty, very new metal, you know, but uh, when it came to this one, there are just certain kinds of new metal riffs that I was like, Oh, we haven't, we haven't touched on that yet. And, and every time I just want to outdo the last thing we did. And when it came to the new metal, I was like, I know so much about this. Like, I just, I want to do one that's like a hundred percent in, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, at, but then the hard part is like, we could have written a whole new metal song that like could have written one that was like that, but didn't have those crazy heavy parts in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like that breakdown towards so, the end. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I wanted to preserve like because the other stuff is like, and you know, the first two singles even it's like excessively heavy at times. Uh, and and I was like, well, I think we can do new metal and excessively heavy and just mm-hmm. put it all into one and and see how it flows. And it it just seemed to work. And then really, I wrote these parts, and I was like, I sent it to Caleb, our bass player, and said like, all right do a bunch of new metal magic on top of this, like do some, do some scratchy stuff, like make some beats, whatever. And, uh, and also while I'm at it, like, let me steal this one riff that you have from a demo. And so the first part of the song was from another demo. And then I just wrote off of it and let him do all of the production. And yeah, so it, it all came together. Super new metal by the end. <laughs> which, <laughs> except which except for that breakdown. At the end. That's it. Yeah. Except for the breakdown. Yeah. yeah. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. Bring it back. <laughs> well, I, I, so I know, I know I did this to Adam and Mike of Orthodox, but like a couple of years ago. But since we're talking new metal, what's the, give me the, give me the big four new metal records. Oh, LD 15. Oh, just, just struck out off the top. <laughs> Chocolate Starfish, yeah. for sure. Chocolate Starfish, LD 50. Um, Medium room. I'd say hybrid theory or Meteora. I, I kind of keep them even in my head. And then if you consider Deftones to be, then they're up there, but like white toxicity or, for sure. Yeah. Toxicity. So many, so hard to that's, choose. That's big, funny. It, it's funny. Cause I think the only one that's the same as what those guys said when I talked to them was toxicity. 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 Yeah, they sure. fucking love this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, but I, mean, I, I think follow the leader is really good too but i i get it yeah i'm glad there was more towards olympus kind of stuff i'm glad there was olympus like conclusion because yeah. i because i'm a three dollar yeah. bill y'all person so i'm oh, like, yeah, yeah. always oh, fight yeah. for that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> they did it they did it the best i think we're doing their moment. and we don't know the days yeah. yet i'm hoping so bad that we're on the Olympus biscuit day yeah we're so are you, you where are you playing with them uh it's a festival where's it at i forget where's that uh new jersey new jersey yeah yeah, bamboozle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. We're doing uh, doing another one with them. We're not on their day though. But we're, we're not on the, the Slipknot day. Incarceration. 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 Yeah, yeah. They're playing that's that out, too. That's, playing. A, that's a pretty good trade off though. Uh, Slipknot for for yeah. biscuit. But it's, yeah, we've been sure. jo- we've been laughing about it because we <laughs> <laughs> like it's like I've seen I've seen Slipknot like and recently yeah. you know like I've seen them a few times. Um, you know, I saw him last summer, I saw him twice last summer, saw him in Nashville a couple years, a few years ago, whatever. So it's like, yes, it's amazing. Slipknot's incredible. Uh, and it's sick to play with them. But out of the other two bands, it was Pantera. It was either Pantera or Limp Bizkit or Slipknot. Two bands where, I have never seen that I would kill. Yeah, so yeah. we were on the Slipknot day. We're on the Slipknot cool, day. But... 
Yeah. Can't be mad, but still fuck off. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, are we allowed to feel mad about this? I don't know. <laughs> sure, you can be mad bad, about anything you but, want. Uh, yeah, you're right. All right, we're pissed. <laughs> well, all right. So uh, let's. Well, okay. I won't keep you too much longer. So I want to ask you two questions relevant to the album. Yeah. One. What are you? What are you most excited for about the release of this record? Uh, for me, I think it's just we never had a long album before, and and I'm I'm pumped for for people like. I like a short album too, but like mm-hmm. there's something about a 45 minute record when you're listening start to finish that really like engulfs you, you know, uh, yeah. just long enough to where you're like, by the time it's done, you're like, damn, I just went on a journey for a while, you know? So I'm excited for people to hear it start to finish and feel like, see what people think about that. Same. We've That's- been sitting on this record for God knows how long. I'm just so ready for people to hear it. Like it's killing me inside. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> That's interesting you say about the, the running length because I, w- I listened to your whole discography either, either it was last week or earlier this week. I forget which, what it was. That's you know, just mm-hmm. one just one record after the other. I've been do- it's, it's the thing I've been doing lately. Like it, it, It's funny. You guys were in good company. I was like, I, I need to start listening to discographies. And I was like, all right, first one, I listened to all of Deftones. And then I listened yes. to all of Nirvana. And then I did all of Tool. And then all of you guys. Which, all right, no offense, but you don't really fit in. <laughs> you know? yeah, no, no. And then I went to all no, of Alice in Chains, and that you know, but you were oh, in there. Dang. So, and then today was Iron Age, so you know, awesome. they're more contemporary. But, uh, but yeah. just to your point about the the record lengths, there were some times where I was like, oh, this one's over already. You know, it was like a half hour yeah. in. You know, yeah, yeah. And I, and when we recorded the record, it seemed like everybody, everyone involved was like, nah, just make it a little shorter, make it a little shorter. We're just like, no, fuck you. We got like so many short albums. Like, come on, give us one, one good long one. It's not even that long. Not like, that long. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty normal. It was like 15 minutes longer than any other record though. I think Right. maybe. All right. Well then, then I got to ask you the really lame question, but always <laughs> interesting to me. Would you have a favorite song on it? What's your favorite? I think Midnight Blue is my favorite. It changes day to day because, right. like, like he said, we've been sitting listening to it for a year and a half plus. So um, that one's one of my favorites right now too. That's the one that has like the weird low singing stuff in it. Uh, Definitely the weird one on the record, but it's just yeah. a fun listen for me. I like mm-hmm. it. More power, more pain. It's still, I think that one's like my favorite favorite. Yeah. Um, That'll definitely be the favorite to play live too. I yeah. imagine right. we've been playing it for almost a year now yeah. already. But, how, uh, how important is the capitalization and the punctuation to more power, more pain? It's so important. If you don't have experience, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like uh, it makes it, it almost, to us, it, or to me anyway, I feel like it almost makes it like you can make it look like your logo almost with any font on anything. It's like, it's always like that. Uh, it just seems to be more like recognizable. And I, I think it's just, I don't know if Caleb is the one that. No, was it was Sean. Was it? We were at a bar. We were all talking. Oh, that's because we were like, more power slash more pain, more power, more pain. And Sean said, more power, period, more pain, period. I was like, hell. We were yeah, like, that's, that's hard it, as fuck. Dude. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, that's it. <laughs> that was it. Like, all right, that's the name of the album. I think that was before we finished. Oh yeah, yeah, that's before we even finished writing it. I think, or whatever. That's great. Well, all right, last last one. You touched on it a little bit. Uh, 
what's in store for Gideon in 2023? Lots of festivals yeah. that we've never uh, been a part of before. Lots of Danny Wimmer festivals, like cool rocks, big rock festivals um, that we've been dreaming about playing so for so long. It's like yeah. we got one and then it was like a snowball or, you know, like into a bunch of yeah. them. So it's a lot of that, um, you know. Just plan on tour as much as possible, honestly. Yeah. Trying to get, maybe put together another headliner, maybe. We're talking about end of the year. Yeah, and we're trying to get back to Europe before yeah. the end of the year, Japan. if possible. Trying to hit go super international stuff. Yeah. Got to hit Japan again this year. Hit Japan. Yeah. Um, yeah, just as much touring as possible. And, uh, you know, um, we're, I think we're trying to shoot another, we're trying to shoot another yeah. music video as well. We're talking about doing a video for takeoff. Yeah. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully it works out. Cause we got some sick ass ideas. Nice. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing what you come up with that, with that. And all right, I lied. One last question, <laughs> Dan, is that so, an all season hat? Does that hat stay uh, on all summer? There is no such thing as an all-season hat. It's straw during the summer, oh, and it okay. is felt during the winter. All right. All right. Yeah. See, that's why I asked because I don't know. You know, yeah. I'm a hat guy, right? So, so because of this, I'm a hat guy. So uh, yeah. But I'm a I'm a fucking regular old basketball hat guy. So basketball, baseball hat. Yeah. I wear that shit too. I wear that shit too. But now in the summer, I have a, a straw hat that I wear, and then I, I had this uh, Daisy May made me a custom for this winter. And I've almost but completely ruined it because it's 100% beaver filled or whatever, but it's just completely sweat stained out. Like it's, <laughs> it smells like an asshole. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so Start!
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the fellas in Gideon. The song you just heard was the very new metal one we talked quite a bit about called Take Off off of more power, more pain. That album drops pretty soon. I can give you an exact date. And it's this Friday, March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Of course, that's why they are an Irish theme band. All the songs are about leprechauns, and that's a lie. You might have noticed that all these songs, the two songs that I played from this album, were edited for radio which I just think is funny to play the clean versions on here. So if you were like, hey, man, we want to hear swear words. Well, fuck you, bitch boy, and your bullshit. Okay. Did that work for you? Does that make it better? More risque? Is that what you like in your heavy metal music? Your loud, rambunctious tunes? A couple of curse words? Well, I got them for you. It's fuck, and sometimes it's shit. Glad I could help. Anyway, thanks to Tyler and Daniel for taking the time to talk to me about their band and whatever the hell else we talked about. I actually did enjoy my time with them and I want to thank them for their time as well. They're out on tour right now. I should be wrapping up pretty soon with Orthodox for the Falling Dreams and somebody else. I forget who, but this album, More Power, More Pain comes out again Friday, March 17th, courtesy of Equal Vision Records. Check it out if what you heard was something you might like. And check it out if you think you're on the fence. And check it out if you hate it because you need to have ammunition for your hating. Okay? So either way, you got to check this record out. You know what else you should check out? Gettingitout.net. Why? Why not? What do you got to lose? Get over there right now. Click on the website. Click around. Just run that traffic up. Make advertisers want to be there. That's what I need from you. You know what else I need from you? Nothing. Leave me alone, okay? Or you can reach out, send me an email, say what's up, send me a message, send me a question. I'd love to answer your question. I don't know what your questions will be about, but I'd be more than happy to answer them for you. But that should be it for this episode of the podcast. So let's end it with a track from a band who I know most of you are familiar with, and they just put out their seventh studio album, Remember You Must Die. This is Suicide Silence, and the song is called Dying Life. It's available now everywhere, and you should check that out too. Lots of things for you to check out, starting with this. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.